presenting Orson Welles as The Third Man. The Lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character, originally created in the motion picture The Third Man, with zither music by Anton Karras. shot that killed Harry Lyme. He died in a sewer beneath Vienna. As those of you know who saw the movie The Third Man, yes, that was the end of Harry Lyme. But it was not the beginning. No. He had many lives. And I can tell you about all of them. How? Because my name is Harry Lyme. Buenos Aires, July 1944. The Argentine papers were full of the attempted assassination of Adolf Hitler. It had failed, but all of us knew that the Nazi party was doomed. Buenos Aires was full of those once high in the Nazi councils, and they brought with them money, jewelry, art treasure. Orson Welles is Harry Lyme, the third man in Work of Art. Yes, there I was in Buenos Aires, just a clean-cut young American boy looking for a chance to hustle an honest buck. A friend had given me a letter to Senor Juan Fernandez, a gentleman with a handsome face, impeccable manners, and no morals. My informant had indicated that the Senor might be helpful in guiding me along my chosen path. But when I called at his art galleries, housed in a brownstone building just off the Plaza del Congreso, he refused to see me. There were always other sources of income to be found without Senor Fernandez's help. And the bar at the Casa del Oro seemed an ideal place for a young man to start a career. Bartender, bartender. Si, senor. Si, senor. Dispense to the mid I beg pardon. I don't understand much Spanish. I would make the apology for be so long. See the supply of rum behind the bar. She was finished. And I go to the stock room to bring some more. Okay, okay. Skip it. Skip it. No le entiendo, senor. What is giving? I mean, let it go. Never mind. There's no harm done. I'll have a scotch. Gracias, senor. Uh, in uh, Buenos Aires, uh, we use much rum. The speciality of the house. She's a drink I've made myself invented. Made from four different kinds of rum. The juice of the pineapple, the dash of curacure, a uh, sprinkling uh, of the... Fine, I'll have a scotch and soda. Say, senor. But you would like my speciality. You're from all the world. I see it is the fine... You make a mistake in ordering scotch and soda where rum is oh. the popular Why? And your clothes are rum. You should 
I close in the stores of Buenos Aires as soon as possible. Miss Emily Post, I presume? No, my name is Ferendez. Juan Ferendez. And I do not make these suggestions for the sake of etiquette, Mr. Lyon. Only for business reasons. I'm completely fascinated, Senor Fernandez. Please uh, continue. In our profession, we must dress as the multitude dresses. We must drink as they drink, act as they act. We must never call special attention to ourselves, but must seemingly melt into the back. Yeah, but I melt so badly. I'm serious. I tell you these things for your own good. Isn't this concern for me a little sudden, old man? This morning you wouldn't even see me. Your drinks, senor. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, you, senor. I'll have one of your specials, Gerardo. Uh, we'll be over the little table in the corner. But of course, senor. It was not judicious of you to come to my art gallery, Senor Lime. You see, the business that goes on in the front rooms is quite regular, but there is a back room where some of the transactions are a little bit less orthodox. Eh? Oh, yeah? My back room friends must not be seen coming into my establishment by my front room friends. You do understand. No, of course, of course. It's perfectly clear. Lime, you come to Buenos Aires to reap some of the wealth here, eh? You are not the type to do it honestly, and that is all right with me. I will help you. But we must remain casual acquaintances who meet in bars, not business associates. You must not come to my galleries. Okay, okay, old man. You are not giving me your full attention? Well, how could I? Did you see what came through that door? The beautiful senorita with the mm. off-the-shoulder dress. You don't miss anything either, do you, old man? Not very much, I assure you, senor. Who should you know? If you and I come to terms, senor, she is the first assignment. Senor Ferendez was about as communicative as a penguin. With a display of the ultimate in old-world manners, he refused to say another word about the slender, dark-eyed beauty who had suddenly set my pulse pounding. Instead, he turned the conversation to other types of beauty, those found in paintings and sculpture. He began to test my knowledge of the arts and perhaps my conversational abilities. Apparently, my proficiency at the latter made up for any deficiencies in the former, but we soon came to terms. It wasn't until a second meeting, however, that the exact particulars of my new trade were explained by the master. We'd met accidentally at a roadside refreshment stand near the suburb of Belgrano. It is my desire that you make friends among our new residents. You can gain invitations to their homes and go through their private galleries, eh? There are many such private galleries. Well, that sounds interesting. Might even get a job later as a tourist guide. Your job will be to guide some friends of mine to the finest, the most expensive works of art in town. You must equip them with full descriptions of the galleries, the houses containing them, the personnel, the entrances, the exits. Okay, okay. Our souls have met. And now to that first assignment you spoke about, the senorita. Yes. Uh... Little is known of senorita Melissa Corday. She came here a few months ago. She rented an expensive villa and she's invited only a few close friends to see her art treasures. But according to reports, she's the owner of the most valuable painting in all of Buenos Aires, an original Rubens, worth a fortune. Mm. All that and original Rubens, too. I don't know what Juan Ferendez is worried about. What could happen to me? I, I wasn't going to be doing any of the stealing. My job consisted of being charming and observant. During the next few weeks, I managed to exercise my charm on half a dozen of the local gentry. I was invited to their homes, and I made polite compliments to my hosts, extravagant ones to my hostesses. You know, it's amazing how much information you can get if you say the right things about a woman's choice of dresses or a man's choice of wines. And Senor Ferendez paid me handsomely for the information, but both of us were still primarily concerned with Senorita Melissa Corday. 
and she proved as elusive as the olive at the bottom of a martini. However, by this time we were both members of Buenos Aires society and an eventual meeting was inevitable. I managed to meet her often. As a matter of fact, I, she found me quite irresistible. I'm very sorry, Senor Lime, but I'm busy tomorrow. Uh, the, the following day, then? No, I'm sorry. The following day, I have an engagement. Well, the day after that, uh, Senorita, busy. busy, huh? Now, there were two things driving me toward Marisa Corday. My determination that I'd pierce that core of cold steel and my desire to get the Reuben. Oh, I've known women like her before. Women with cash registers where their hearts were supposed to be, but it wasn't going to defeat me. I'd have a bank balance to blind the next mercenary woman I'd met, and Melissa Corday was going to be the donor. On Saturday evening, Senorita Corday was giving a large dinner party for a visiting American diplomat. After a short study of the guest list, I chose as my target an undersecretary of the English consulate, Mr. Albert Ramsey. I studied him carefully. I learned of some of his former posts and all of his weaknesses, including that of absent-mindedness. On Saturday evening, I followed him out of his hotel. Oh, oh. I, 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 I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I was looking... Bertie. Bertie. Albert Ramsey in the flesh. Oh, yes, yes, in the flesh, as you say. <laughs> How have you been, old boy? I heard you were connected with the concert over here, but I haven't had a chance to look you up. It is good seeing you well, again, yes, old man. it's nice seeing you. <laughs> Imagine bumping into good old Bert Ramsey right in the middle of Buenos Aires. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Well, right? I hope you'll forgive me, you know. Frightful memory, you know, but I, I don't seem to remember quite where it was. Oh, you're joking, of course. You remember? Hmm? It's at the Shoreham Hotel in Washington. Oh, yes, yes of, course. of course. How frightfully <laughs> stupid of me. Washington, eh? Yes, yes uh, Washington. It must have been about uh, 40. 1940 it was, but exactly. And you say you have a bad memory. Oh. <laughs> this is really a break bumping into you on my first free evening since I got here. You've got to have dinner with me, old man. Well, fact of the matter is, I have a dinner engagement. Charming girl. Having a bit of a party tonight. Promised I'd go. Well, I'm certainly not going to say goodbye after having been lucky enough to run into you. I hate these dinner parties myself, but then maybe you couldn't take me along even, even if you wanted to. Oh, I dare say it'd be all right. Well, but, as long uh, as you say it'd be all right, you're sure I wouldn't be intruding? Oh, no, no, no. Of course not, no. A pretty girl like that'll be delighted to have me bring a handsome young chap around. Probably only invited an old duffer like me because she needed an extra man. Well, if you're positive, it's all right. Or... Oh, I do have a confession to make, though. That rotten memory of mine, you know. I remember our meetings in Washington, plain as though they occurred yesterday, but uh, your name slipped right out of my mind. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> well, don't apologize, don't apologize. It's lying. Harry lying. <laughs> You got a hat, senor? Oh, thanks, thanks. Here, That's take good. my stick, too. I've got a stalwart companion with me now. I won't need a stick if I'm attacked by rogues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Bert. That's a good one. Ah, uh, here, here comes our hostess. Ah, uh, good evening, Mr. Ra you look simply ravishing, my dear. Look, I want you to meet an old and very dear friend of mine, uh, Mr. Harry Lyme. I've had the pleasure. Oh, don't say I, 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 I didn't know. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, I... I didn't know Mr. Ramsey was coming here. I bumped into him. Oh, and, uh, it's all my fault, my dear. Harry and I met accidentally, and I hadn't seen him for years. I simply insisted that he come along. I suppose I was so busy chatting about old times, I didn't get round to telling him who our hostess was. I see. I hope you'll pardon an old duffer. Yes, of course, Mr. Mm. Ramsey. Of course, you could call the police or have your servants throw me out. I say he is droll, isn't he, my dear? <laughs> Very. Well, come in and have a drink. The others are a little ahead of you already. Oh, we'll catch up, won't we, Harry? Oh, I don't think I'll have a drink tonight. I don't want a chance dulling my senses. I understand Melissa has an art collection that 
Really worthwhile seeing. You're interested in art? Oh. Somehow I didn't think you would be. I'm very, very, very interested. Perhaps I've been wrong in my estimate of you, Mr. Lyme. I'll be happy to show you my gallery, if you really think you'd enjoy it. Honestly, Miss Corday, nothing could fascinate me more. Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man. Orson Welles, as the third man, continues with Work of Art. Dinner was an eternity of rich food and rich people. The small talk was so small it was almost non-existent. But for one thing I could be thankful, my pal, Bertie Ramsey, forgot me in his absorption with a mustached Ecuadorian woman. He was probably fascinated by the task of counting her chins. No mean job, since she was constantly quivering with laughter. At any rate, the dinner was over in what seemed like a mere few months. And after what Mr. Ramsey probably would have called a decent interval, I persuaded Melissa Corday to take me on a cook's tour of her gallery. Well, this is it. Oh, it's magnificent. It, why, there must, be a, there must be a fortune represented here. That means little to me now. Perhaps someday it may have value for me again. Melissa, maybe you don't realize what's wrong. You're lonely. Uh, this first painting's quite interesting. A little-known artist, Constantine Langmuir, painted it. I suppose uh, it has little intrinsic value, but I recognize the scene. A little cove on the Riviera where I used to go when I was a child. Oh, that's lovely. That's a Degas over there, isn't it? Yes. And a Rubens. I, that is a Rubens, isn't it? Yes. When I first got it, I thought it was the answer to all my dreams. And it isn't now? <laughs> it's almost worthless. Unless you can make things worthwhile again. You can learn how to dream again. Please, Harry. You're hurting my hand. You're hurting my heart. Melissa, I don't know what's holding you back, but sometimes when we've been hurt, we build up a wall around ourselves. I know because I've been hurt. I've been lonely. Maybe neither of us has to be lonely again. No. Harry, please. I didn't intend to kiss you by force. Uh, I think maybe I'd better go back to my other guests. When you're ready to rejoin the others, just... Pull the door firmly. It's self-locking. The gallery was in a separate wing of the house, connected to a small sitting room with only the self-locking door between. The sitting room had a large French door that led to a small bathroom, and the street was only seven or eight feet below. On the other side of the sitting room was a good yard. Melissa's. The servants' quarters must be miles away. It was, it was a setup. And Harry Lyme wasn't going to give this setup away for any 25% of the Rubens value. Let Ferrandez take his 25%. It's going to be 75 for me. I wedged a match in the lock, and then I 
rejoined the gay party of the doddering diplomats. Oh. Well, there you are, my boy. Did you manage to come out with a Picasso under your coat? Yeah, it wouldn't quite fit, my dear. <laughs> we'd all give our eye teeth of some of Melissa's paintings. She has some mm. real beauties, doesn't she? Well, let's say she possesses real beauty. Oh, well put, old boy, well put. Have a drink, Harry. Oh, no, I, I really have to be going... Unless if you'll excuse oh, me. Oh, a night's young yet, Harry, the night's well, young. I expect a busy day tomorrow. I'm awfully sorry. Well, if you must go. Please don't bother seeing me at the door, Melissa. I don't want to take you away from your other guests. Well, goodbye then. Adieu. Oh, good, good, good night. Bye now, Melissa. Good night. You are leaving, Senor Lyon? Yes, yes, I have to be going. No, I will get you. Where you go? Oh, I, I just had a little accident. The, hmm? the button off my coat. You wouldn't happen to have a needle in the thread, do you? Oh, a needle? Thread? A, a, a gujaillo. Oh, a gujaillo. Si, Senor Lyon. Pedro has right here in the cloakroom. And a pair of scissors and a sharp knight of a razor blade, something of that kind. Mm -hmm. You have si, one? Si, si, understand Good, uh, razor blade. Have yes. here. Si, needle. Thread or razor blade. Uh, you want Pedro uh, so no, 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 thanks very much. I can manage. I hate to keep troubling you, but suddenly, suddenly I seem to be very thirsty. Do you mm. think I might have a glass of water? Uh, si, senor. Oh, thank you. If you could get it while I sew this on. Right, of course, senor. I should be right back. No, no, no. Take, take your time. Take, take all the time in the world. This was the one dangerous element in the whole scheme. I being seen now. I waited until the obliging Pedro was out of sight, then I slipped down the corridor. I hoped he wouldn't start a fuss when he found me gone. The guests and the servants were all busy, thank heavens. I reached the gallery wing. I slipped through a little sitting room into the room containing my Rubens, took the little matchstick out and heard the lock click, reassuring me. But just in case someone should come in, I took a position behind a heavy velvet drape. Hours later, I could hear the other guests take their departure, the servants locking windows and doors. Someone rattled the doorknob of the gallery and then went away. I heard Melissa's door open and close. But still I remained motionless. I waited until almost dawn, till the silence was thick and heavy. Stealthily I approached the priceless painting. I took the razor and slipped the canvas neatly from the frame. I rolled it up and slipped it into the lining of my coat. A few hurried stitches took care of the rip I'd made for it. Held my breath as I tiptoed to the door and opened it gently. Crossed to the French door that led to the balcony. Below was the street and safety. The latch worked easily. I started to turn the handle. Oh! Oh, my... my ankle! Oh. No, no, don't shoot. Yeah, so we've got a ladron, eh? It's on the alarm. Get oh. to your feet, sir. Stand up. My ankle's killing me, Pedro. Pedro? You called me by name. Oh. Carlos, flash your light in his face. <sighs> no. Pedro, Carlos, what in the world is going on? We have caught for you a burglar, senorita. A burglar. He is Senor Lime. <laughs> Call the politia, no, senorita? Wait just a minute, Carlos. Harry, what is the meaning of this? Mary, what sir. were you doing in my gallery? Well, I wasn't in the gallery. What? I could explain the whole thing very easily if we were alone. Not leave you alone with him, senorita. You don't think I'd try to harm you? No, Harry, I don't. It's all right, Pedro, Carlos, wait outside. We have our guns ready. You call if you need us, huh? And no funny business, senor Lyme. 
Well, Harry? When I did a silly thing, I guess you wouldn't talk to me earlier, and I had so much to tell you. Things I couldn't say before your other guests. Harry. So I came back to steal something. Or <gasps> I came back to steal a few hours alone with you. Oh, so I tried to sneak out and, well, you know the rest. Oh, you're going to make Carlos and Pedro very unhappy. They thought they'd go to Latron. Oh, <laughs> oh poor uncle. Harry. Your ankle hurts you very much. Well, when you look at me like that, I, <laughs> I can't feel any pain. Oh, you'd better go back to your hotel and rest. Yes, I guess I'd better. Could I phone for a cab? Oh, I'll send you home in my car. Pedro can take you. You're very kind, Marisa. <laughs> Monday morning came, with it the newspapers, probably carrying my description. But no, there was, there was no mention of the robbery. For some reason, Melissa Corday had not reported the theft. <laughs> Maybe the old lime charm had been more effective than I thought. Still, I wasn't taking any chances. I made my way most carefully to the galleries of Senor Ferentes. And this time, I insisted on seeing him. <laughs> You should not have forced your way in, Harry. I told you I, I had to like see you, and you'll be happy to see me. What in the world are you doing? Just removing a little painting I happened to pick up. Look. The Rubens. That's right. Mm -hmm. Need the money for it right away, Juan. I have to get out of the country now. Obviously. I get 75% this time. Of course, I know you haven't got that much cash hanging around, but I thought you could give me as much as you have now. I have I... enough to pay you what this is worth. Oh. What? This is not an original Rubens, but, Harry. But you were the one who I told me. I had never seen it when we discussed the matter. It's a good copy, a very good copy. Worth a hundred dollars, perhaps. No. So that's what she meant. It's, it's almost worthless. I was worried about her morale. What's her game, Juan? Oh, I suppose a very old one ensuring a fake, permitting someone to steal it and giving him ample time to make a getaway and then suddenly discovering the loss and reporting it to the insurance company. So now the insurance detectives be after me and for a hundred dollar copy. Oh, those insurance investigators are always the most relentless. And she's in the clear. If I'm caught, she didn't dream it was a copy. If I make a getaway, she's rich. Hey. It was all window dressing. Those servants, the house, You'd everything. You'd better leave, Harry. Pedro, he'd make a lovely witness. He even gave me the razor blade I used. I have a friend. Mm. He owns a small freighter. Yes. He sails in a few hours. I'll call him. The Natalie Third. It's, it's moored in the Puerto Nuevo. Ah, uh, I'll find it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm awfully sorry, old man. I'm a little short of cash. <laughs> Here, a hundred dollars for the Rubens copy. <laughs> I don't know what I can do with it. Uh, the skipper of the freighter is a friend of mine. He will not charge you more than... Uh, hundred dollars. Okay, well, goodbye, old man. I suppose I just encountered one of the hazards of the profession. <laughs> Thanks for the hundred. You're welcome. He's gone? Yes, Senorita Corday, you can come out now. <sighs> I don't know how I can ever thank you. <laughs> you were my only chance. I had to come to you, Senor Ferrandez. It was a great pleasure to save your masterpiece. Oh, for you. that wasn't all you saved. No. If I'd called the police last night, there would have been no way of explaining the presence of an attractive man in my home at that hour. Mm -hmm. One who'd been present all evening. It would have been compromising. I never could have obtained my divorce. My only reason for being in Buenos Aires would have been shattered. My months of being rude to every man who looked at me, lest my husband's agents could misinterpret my friendships. You know, I'm beginning to think I was never cut out for this business. We Spaniards are too sentimental, eh? Like Harry Lyme, I might have made a fortune out of this painting, Imagine but... Imagine getting uh, it back for a hundred dollars. But with no profit to me. All I accomplished was the saving of a woman's reputation. <laughs> a perishable commodity at best. 
returns in just a moment. I hadn't witnessed that last scene. I reconstructed it later from a few newspaper clippings. One reported the final divorce of Melissa Corday, former wife of a Nazi munitions manufacturer. Another reported her marriage to Senor Juan Ferrandez, well-known Argentinian art dealer. And a third, which must have been released to the press in anticipation of my reading it somewhere, told how a priceless work of art had been recovered for a hundred dollar reward. <laughs> it had been a work of art, all right. <laughs> 